This is the relevant podcast. It's Friday, September 3rd, 2021, and it's the relevant podcast. We made it to September, everyone. Here in Orlando, I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and joining me from Loverland, Virginia, it's Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. From Austin, Texas, author, speaker, podcaster, Jamie Ivey. Hey, guys. And back after what seemed like a six-year hiatus, but it was only two weeks, (laughs) artist, producer, mogul in Nashville, Tennessee, Derek Miner. Hey, man. What's happening? What's happening? We missed you, Derek. We, we missed did. you, man. I missed, y- I missed y'all too. I was uh, sick. On assignment. I was on COVID assignment is what oh. I was on. Oh, I didn't know if you wanted to say. But we yeah, didn't say so anything. Are, is everything all right? I, I don't I don't care. It's like I'm not going to be a pariah or something. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. How are you I'm feeling? Treat you, like one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I feel I feel great now. Um, but... Uh, you the first the first week was awful second week wasn't awful it was just tired like you know what i'm saying but now wait, are you cool. wait, wait, wait are you serious because the first week you got it on monday and you called me on thursday for the sole reason to brag that you were losing weight and looking good and you were gonna <laughs> beat me. And I was like, it's not fair, you have a disease. I don't have a disease. You seem totally yeah. fine on Thursday. It's like Mindy at the office when she's like, I hate this worm living inside me that she ingested to lose weight. It's sort of, it's a double-edged sword. It's yeah, a worm. It like COVID's it's the worst, worm, but man, but I look good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I was bragging. I was like, I was like, well, I guess I'm gonna win this challenge because I'm losing yeah. weight because I I can't really, I can't really eat. Uh, yeah. But nah, like it was like, when I say awful, it was like, you know, it was, it was a really, for me, I was blessed to be able to get a, a a mild version. So it felt more like the flu. Only thing that kind of sucks now and sucked then is about halfway through, uh, like maybe on like day seven, I lost my well, I lost my like smell. I never mm. lost my taste, but I lost my smell like day three. And then around mm. day seven, I got it back. But I was like, all right, cool. I got it back, but I didn't get it all back. So what they call that is perosmia. I've heard of this. Yeah, they call it perosmia. So what happens, this is the best way to put it. They said that imagine, imagine if you, you know, you're a, pi- a pianist and you wanted to play Ribbon in the Sky by Stevie Wonder. And, you know, a piano has 88 keys, but you can only use 20 because the mm-hmm. rest of them are broken. Well, the song's going to suck. Well, that's exactly how, because, you know, smell influences taste and, and, yeah. and vice versa. So the first day of it, I panicked because everything literally tasted like dead flesh. Like oh. it was, it was cr- no like wonder you lost weight. <laughs> yeah, I ate, yeah. A, I ate yeah. a strawberry, and so when I say it tasted like dead flesh, only reason I'm saying that is because that's the closest thing I can compare it to. Like well, I will, it's, I will say it this: was awful. When I wanted to lose some weight, I went on a dead flesh diet, and it was <laughs> yeah. so. Was great. Yeah. And you know, I was, only yeah. I only ate rotten strawberries, so that tasted like yeah. dead flesh. Yeah. As well, so. just, uh, Bro, yeah, so. it was it was the worst thing I've. Like that was that I, I, of everything that I dealt with at COVID, that was the the worst thing. Yeah. Bes, besides, just like, am I getting really sick or am I mm-hmm. just kind of sick? Like the, yeah. you know, yeah. the, the the mental battle of you know how bad is this? Mm-hmm. You know, should I? You know, how should I do this? So, well, I well, yeah. on the good news, man. I've known a lot of people, and it's not everybody, but just like all the symptoms, it just kind of different people have different symptoms. But I've known several people. That six weeks after they've recovered from COVID, they started losing their hair as an after effect mm-hmm. from COVID. So you're mm-hmm. good on that one because I'm you good on that one, have yeah. no hair. Wow. So I already lost. So at least you don't so. have to worry about that. So you're good. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, nah. <laughs> you know, it's it's definitely this thing affects people in total different ways. And yeah. all I would say is one, take it serious, and two, do whatever you feel you need to do to protect yourself. 
You know what yeah, I'm saying? Like, I'm not here to advocate yeah. for anything, but I'm just saying, just do what you need to do to protect yourself. But one thing you should not do is not take it serious. Right. You know, there's a wide range of what, you know, what you can do, but mm-hmm. please take it serious because it's, it, it is really serious for sure. Yeah. yeah. My thing is protect yourself and others, you know, like live Absolutely. consciously to yeah. keep right. other people yeah. safe as well. Yeah. Cool, man. We are yep. so glad to have you back. Yeah. We have a great yeah. show in store for y'all today. Um, coming up later, we talked to uh, Jenny Yang. She is uh, from World Relief and she is an expert on what's going on and they are involved in what's going on uh, in Afghanistan. And so it's a timely I conversation. I love her so much. So I'm oh, so happy happening. about this, you guys. Yeah. 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 It's going to be a good world one. World Relief is such a, you know, Legit. Uh, yeah, during the, especially during the, the refugee resettlement, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, kind of I mean, crisis. That, that's that, what's that, going on right now. I mean, that's what they're yeah, right really now. actively yeah. working on is resettling all, a lot of those refugees. So we talked to her about yeah. all that. It's a fascinating conversation. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, We also have uh, some big news. Today is the first day, I mean, fall, September, we're, you know, it's holiday weekend. The unofficial end of summer is right now, you know, Labor Day weekend. And uh, we are starting a new, uh, starting on Tuesday, we're going back to two shows a week, everyone. Uh, yeah. You guys have been asking for it. We were doing it in the spring and the last winter. And then during the summer, we kind of pulled back to one, uh, one show a week. And we're going back to two shows because it's the fall. And why not? That's my feeling. Why not? Why not? I love it. Yeah. Why They're not? not too much of a good thing. Yeah. So That's right. That's right. <laughs> like Excited. bonfires and pumpkin spice. Just just <laughs> right in my veins this time of year. You know? <laughs> Take an IV drip of both every evening. And I have incredible dreams. <laughs> I need to give y'all a heads up. I am on my fourth oat milk latte with an extra shot of espresso today. Why so many? I was up all night arguing with stupid people on the internet again last night. So I made the mistake. You did it to yourself, bro. You did it to yourself. I know. Instagram. 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 I was in bed. I was in bed. And I and I had what y'all posted, I saw it. Here's the deal, Derek. We a part of our August challenge was no social after 8 p.m. And I was good about it. And I'll tell you the truth. I literally <laughs> thought to myself, it's about the end of August. You know what I mean? Like we, <laughs> Technically, it was <laughs> by the time you got midnight. We basically <laughs> did this thing, right? So I'm laying in bed last night and I couldn't, I couldn't sleep. So I got the phone out. And I'm just scrolling. Came across this dumb meme about, you know, there's no white people in the Bible. I thought it was funny. Yeah. You know, whatever. Yeah. Posted it. Just click. Boom, boom, post. 12.45 in the night. I'm telling you, within 11 seconds, it had 14 reactions, and I'm going, "Oh, this is going to be a good one." And so then, until like four in the morning, I'm just in the, I'm just like in this river. <laughs> this is the craziest <laughs> comments, man. It was so funny. So I, I'm very tired. I, now I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to go jump into that thread just as you know. I, I've kind of gone, you know, when it comes to my social media use, especially lately, it's the most healthy thing for me is just to do burners at this point, just so I can look at stuff, <laughs> just so I can look at stuff, you know, and. If I need to pipe in, I can say things I won't be held accountable for. No, I, I, no, it's mainly just so I can look because I'm like, uh, there's no way I'm, I'm, you know, jumping in this. It's, it's, it's not only like jumping in a knife fight. It's like jumping in a knife fight that happens to be taking place in the area where someone just kicked a hornet's nest and you're getting stunned by wasp while trying to fight off someone with a knife coming at you. That's the equivalent. See, that, yeah, I don't want to yeah. be in the knife fight. I just want to watch the knife fight yeah. with the hornets. Right. Like, I, I don't want to, I'm not jumping that, in. That's the thing, man. I am safely on the sidelines with a burner account and a beekeeper suit. Totally fine. <laughs> totally shielded. Totally shielded. And I'm just kind of watching. I'm watching because I'll tell you this. There's, <laughs> there's nothing more entertaining than watching a knife fight take place during a uh, hornet attack and i <laughs> like doing it but cameron give me and give, I murder have a, hornets dude my yeah. favorite comments last night were like when they started going i'm just so disappointed and relevant y'all have changed you haven't been relevant since 2004 or 2007 if the founder of this knew that this social media person posted this or was commenting this he'd, he'd be so mad and i was sort of like bring it on oh wood oh woody and here, oh, woody. And here comes cameron entering the conversation in a beekeeper oh, yeah. suit. I should have done that. I should have like posted as me encouraging Relevant to keep it up because we're so proud of I should have done that. Man, well, I, I gotta mean, go burner account with it, you, Jesse. Yeah, it. it just, it's a good protect because sometimes you can just turn it off and you're like well, this is, there's no consequence in my life anymore. But the question is like, and I'll, I'll delightfully, gleefully read the threads. 
nuts because I love I love people getting worked up over you know a stupid, TikTok stupid video stuff. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But what so we're I'm assuming, and maybe I'm wrong to assume, but I, I feel like was was people's outraged reactions. You know, people who were disputing that fact that they're no. that the the Bible the Bible isn't the story of the history of white people, or <laughs> is it people white Americans that, specifically? Yeah, yeah, or or is it people who are um you know for some reason you know they believe that fact, but you know are some reason offended by that being a part of theological they, discourse? I'll tell you this: realistically, ninety eight percent of the respondents got it. They were laughing. A lot of the non-white commenters loved it thought it was hilarious got got it got the spirit of why we post it right then there was literally these three people who wanted to argue the theology of 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 race and the bible and like they were writing dissertations back and forth to each other then there was a couple of people who were mad that relevant was only posting this to be divisive and start a race war that's what they mm-hmm. their thing was and i'm just like I asked Derek this morning, I was like, why are white Christians so easily triggered by like, this is crazy. This was not a serious, it was just a TikTok video. It was just like a thing. They're like, hey, you remember that this, these stories were told in the Middle East and Northern Africa. Like, just remember white America that it's not all about us. It's a global gospel. Just remember. And then they're very triggered. They feel attacked. So saying the words of my grandmama. She always would say a hit dog a holler. And yeah. I've always been like, yeah, it's like like when somebody feels like guilty or or feels like like if they have some work to do in a certain area, they're easily triggered. Yeah. You know, so like that's what I found is like, you know, it, like if somebody was like, you know, people shouldn't steal. And, you know, somebody was somebody makes a tweet and says people shouldn't steal. That's not going to offend me. Cause I don't mm-hmm. steal any, I'm not a thief. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like, but for somebody that's wrestling with thieving, they may write a dissertation on a meme. You yeah. know, you're in trouble when you're writing a 10 page dissertation on a meme. That's <laughs> a stranger. You're out of here. Stranger. It's like the outcome of this, the outcome of this discussion has bears no, like there's nothing that will you know whether this go, whether I sign off right now or spend an hour and a half posting this, my life tomorrow is going to look exactly the same. And the person exactly. I'm responding, that's why I just post Nahi tweaking. Move on, move yeah. on. Post it. <laughs> Dude, people were like, "I'm just so like, uh, like I I only follow relevant to see the stupid stuff they post like this." And I, as relevant, I'm replying, "Why?" Like, life is too short. Like, why would you follow an account just to get triggered? Like, just move Cause on. Because that's not, because that's not, first off, that's not true. They follow it because they, they're fans. The only issue is they just want things to always be their way. Like, you Got know, it. so it's okay. like, I've, I've just, that's what I've realized. Like, there's people, I literally have people that follow me. All, they either, like, and I heard somebody else has said this. They said, a hater is really just a fan in disguise. You know what I'm saying? And I was yeah. like, and that, that that makes a lot of sense. Like That's a lot of these people, it's just like, they don't know how to, I don't know. You know, I was like, man, y'all got to get a life. Y'all got to go to therapy or something. Cause like, it's, this ain't going, this ain't good for you. Cameron, I told you this a while ago, like the, the part, you know, it, it was, it got really hard for me to observe this happening all the, all the time, like this, mm-hmm. like immediate hostage. Yeah. And, and when I saw that video of this weather guy this past week, standing on the shore, like a riverbank in Louisiana, literally reporting the weather. And you see this guy in the back. I don't know if you guys have seen the videos going around. This guy pulls off the road in a, in a, in a, in a pickup truck and begins sprinting over to the weatherman in a very aggressive manner to the point where they had to cut away because they were afraid for the reporter's danger. And the guy's ranting like, you better be reporting this accurately. Are you reporting? It's like, bro, it's a hurricane. <laughs> what, what could I be misreporting here? Like, it's raining. It's literally raining. There, behind me, we can see white caps in an otherwise non-title still pond here. Jesse, why, why what do they got to be white mis- caps, though? Why are they yeah, white but, caps? But that's, a, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> People have just been so conditioned to be outraged yes, b- yes. By, by, you know, it's like, 
and honestly, again, I'm going to sound like grumpy, but it's like a lot of the people who are like, oh, cancel culture, snowflakes, everyone getting triggered are the same ones who will freak out on a weather guy who's just telling you what the wind uh, speed is. Like, give yeah, me a yeah, break. Yeah. Like, it's like, dude, yeah, if you so, if someone says something you don't like online, don't worry about it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, who cares? Anytime that, that, like, the people that's like the cancel culture or whatever, they are the most, they're projecting. Like, the snowflake gang, like the people that's called people snowflakes, they're projecting because I've never seen people more sensitive than that particular <laughs> group of people. It's like, bro, y'all super sensitive. Like, bro, y'all need a hug. Let me give y'all a hug for real. <laughs> yeah. Dude, there was, there was four people hug, in our bro. comments last night that really needed a hug. That was exactly right. And everybody else was just kind of like laughing at them. And then that made them even more mad. So anyway. Four oatmeal lattes with extra shots of espresso. As in my body right Understood. now. So we're going to keep things going. All right. All right. You. Well, Cameron, you did this to yourself. Just, I know. Nah, you just need to <laughs> hey, know that. Hey, it used to be like once a week or two that I would do this to myself. It has been a legit six months since I've done this. I was due. I was due. And I'm fine. You, you was just, ready? All right. I just need, I had a lot of pent up. I want to mess with trolls. And I was bored and I just let it happen. And then... I see Clark get on this morning and he's only commenting on my very positive comments or he's only liking the positive ones and he's not commenting on all the ones where I'm throwing shade to people. And Clark was very passive aggressively trying to tell me what he approves of and what he doesn't. Dude, the whole staff got up this morning. The whole staff got up this morning and was like talking in our group chat like... uh, our Instagram, what happened last night? And I'm like, I'm sorry, I post at 1 a.m., guys. Sorry. And then, you know. and then just me and Tyler, every comment. Nah, he tweaking. Nah, he tweaking. Nah, he tweaking. <laughs> All right, well, stay tuned. Coming up next, Tyler joins us for Relevant News. I told him it's all in the wrist. wrist. They want me to miss, but that's a wish. wish. If I don't take the shot, it's an assist. assist. But either way, go, boy, that's a switch. switch. I told him it's all in the wrist. They want me to miss, but that's a wish. Wish. If I don't take the shot, it's an assist. But either way, go, boy, that's a swish. 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 Okay, it's levels to this. You're listening to Derek Minor featuring Paris, Kareez, and Foggy Raw. The song is all in the wrist as part of the new project, Highlight Tapes Volume 1, which dropped today. It's phenomenal. I got a I got a little advanced copy. I gotta tell you it's All right. (laughs) Well, today's show is brought to you by Faith Driven Entrepreneurship. Now, what does entrepreneurship have to do with the gospel? Um, Entrepreneurship can be a lonely journey, but it doesn't have to be. God has a purpose and a plan for all those entrepreneurial dreams and creative gifts He gave you. Join other faith-driven entrepreneurs together as we identify the values, habits, and traits that empower us to successfully build businesses, serve our communities, and faithfully pursue a loving relationship with God. You can read stories that exemplify how those values, habits, and traits unfold in everyday life and discover the potential God wants to unleash through all our work. Read all about it in the new book, Faith-Driven Entrepreneur. It's available wherever books are sold. Check it out. Okay, it's time for... Please welcome to the show, Relevant Senior Editor Tyler Huckabee, helping us stay in touch with what's happening at the intersection of faith and culture. Tyler had nothing to do with the thing I posted on Instagram in the middle of last week. So, welcome, Tyler. I had to do some cleanup. I wasn't wasn't involved with the cleanup. But I was not Sorry about there that. for the, the actual hazmat mess. crew. The hazmat crew. After, yeah, yeah. I think the whole staff felt like that when they came in the next morning. Like, ah, uh, uh, crap. Uh, well, that's well, today. Clean this up. I'm the defensive player, Tyler. I just want to issue you a warning right now. You better not misreport this. You better not misreport this. <laughs> <laughs> like, what was that guy so for? Like, what? what how was he going to spin this? How was that weather like he guy? He was going to have the speed of the wind off, or what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's, it's, you know, it, th- there was nothing possible that could be like a source of misinformation. But my man feels the need to fly off the highway in a pickup truck during a hurricane. And this guy, okay, I'm not making, listen, I'm just judging by how he was carrying himself. 
I gave you an over-under. That guy hasn't broken into a full sprint in probably <laughs> since COVID broke out. Okay? But Whoa, he covered. Oh my God. Mom, he's got a shirt. He's got a he's dress a shirt boy. tucked in. He's got a, a dress shirt tucked into jeans. Okay? It's not the outfit of someone. He's not wearing athleisure here. He pulls uh, over. If I'm in the middle of a hurricane and escaping a hurricane, I'm not tucking in my shirt. Yeah. Yeah, I got you. Okay. He's, he's sprinting the distance of, three, of like four football fields. It was oh honestly gosh. pretty impressive for a man in his attire running through a headwind like I was like uh, you know, he's pretty fired up right now I don't know why and I believe I read yesterday that he was arrested uh, so maybe we'll that get his side of the story yeah that is maybe, true is that gonna be a relevant news Tyler do you have any that was yeah, not yeah. gonna be the story that I brought but that is a, if you haven't seen that video it is wild it is like a very yeah. it, this is this guy is just reporting the you know, news. Is America in a nutshell right here this is America yeah, today. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's basically yeah. Twitter just like you're minding your own business, <laughs> just, shooting your, just shooting some fires and thoughts off, and then out of nowhere, you're you're, you're you get dragged in. But that's not what we're talking about today. It really is. A, okay, that is good, not the story good, I was going to bring good. today. Um, yeah. this is, so the story is going to bring. First of all, we I'm sure you guys have already discussed uh, that Jenny Yang is going to be joined and talk about the very serious yep. events taking place in Afghanistan, and uh, and if you were also uh, paying attention to the hurricane, we know what's happening in Louisiana, Mississippi, or do we? we? To- <laughs> because it's being, no, it is being accurately reported by the people on the ground, being, so we do know what's going it's on. Being accurately reported, and we have links to organizations that are on the ground there doing great work, and I would encourage you to go over to relevant website, World uh, Relief Convoy of Hope. Front lines, we, yeah, yeah, there's we, some great orgs. We're, we're, they're, doing, they're doing really good stuff, and, and we're trying to keep tabs of the people who are doing good and trustworthy work who could use, for sure, your prayers. And if you have uh, donation money, they would take that as well, I'm sure. But the story that I bring you today is a little bit lower stakes. And Derek, I want you to know that I brought this story up last week to Cameron oh, and said, gosh. I think this is the one. And he said, we need... We need Derek. We need an expert opinion. No, on don't waste one. it. Derek's not on this show. Just don't don't we, waste it. Bring we, it next yeah, week. Yeah. yeah. All right. we, need, we need a professional <laughs> on this. So the que- I'm going to kick it off with a question, which is how many, how many, if any, band tees or or music shirts do you these does this pod are on this podcast team? How many t-shirts do you have about a band, a music act, pop star? MC, whatever. I mean, do I personally have? Yeah. yeah. So I, I have probably 10. In my drawers. I think I have about 10. I, I have about like, zero. I got like two or three. I ain't gonna even cap. Like maybe two or three for sure. You don't do that many? Justin, yeah, you've got yeah, your I'm Weezer. A, a, you've got your uh, killers. Yeah, I've got. I've got, got, got. I've got one for every. I've one for every Weezer album. Um, yeah. You know, <laughs> I have you. a. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, I have an old MXPX that uh, yeah. I now yeah. use for grass cutting purposes. Um, you know, yeah, I think we've all had a handful over the years. Yeah, people get weird about band tees, right? I feel like there's like this, there's the old like, oh, you're wearing your you're the Cure T-shirt. Can you name three of their song? Can you name three of their albums? Mm-hmm. Like that sort of right. thing, where it gets kind of gatekeeper or whatever. Well, somebody yeah, decided they're selling, like to Rolling out. Stones T-shirts and and like Hot Topic. Right. It's just kind of like H&M, you're yeah. not yeah, right, you're right, not. right, right, yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. You can pick up Grateful Dead at Urban Outfitters now, you know? Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. For me, like I've always done it when if I'm at the show, I know these artists are making money on the road now. They're not making money from album sales or anything like that. So I'll buy the vinyl. I'll buy the T-shirt. I'm wearing a Social Club Misfits hat right now. I bought it at their show a couple weeks ago. So, I mean, I'm doing it to support the artists that I I like. You know what I mean? So I'm trying to be intentional about it, actually. Yeah. Yeah. The, there was finally a study to figure out what the actual what the actual rules around wearing a band tee should be. There was a poll that was put out to see what sort of what sort of fan should you be if you're going to actually wear the t-shirt. And this was put on uh, it was put on by a band t-shirt site. Actually, they commissioned this study because they wanted to know uh, what sort of what who their fans were and who was buying from them. So the what what they found, and I want to hear how you all feel about this. On average, music fans think you should know at least 10 songs by a band before you wear your merch, before you wear the merch. So if you can name, wow. if you can rattle off 10 titles of songs, 
then you've earned the right to to rep that band's t-shirt. Uh, all Ooh. right, I have a question here. Does this extend to only like official band merch or like a distressed Run DMC t-shirt that they sell like Target? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, because I do That's feel like I do feel like official merch is different than what has sort of become just sort of like yeah, you, you you kicking around, you occasionally run into like a Guns and Roses t-shirt or something, mm-hmm. and you're like, I don't even know if that person knows that Guns N' Roses is a band. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I I mean, I ain't gonna cap. I, I definitely got some stuff that's just like... It's just a cool it just shirt. Look cool. Like, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Like, I, I got a Joy Division shirt. I, I'm gonna be honest. I have never heard one Joy Division song. Like, <laughs> yeah. it just it just looks so fire. Cool. I was like, yeah. this is crazy. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I'm yeah, I'm not even gonna hold you. I'm one of them. It's so, like my daughter who's 13 and she has a Rolling Stone shirt. Like she doesn't yeah. even, there's no way she knows who's that, who that is. I have no we idea. bought it at H&M. I mean, I mean, even a couple of years ago, I mean, this was during like the Yeezus years, but like Jerry Lorenzo for, you know, was incorporating like Metallica imagery into, you know, kind of a run of shirts where it's like, I'm sure a lot of the people who bought that, either that the Yeezus gear or kind of the, um, you know, the fear of God stuff you know, might not even had knowledge that, oh, this is a play on the Metallica font or, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, uh-huh. or yeah. know really anything about yeah. the scene that spawned that imagery, which Absolutely. I don't necessarily, you know, if it's not like, I don't know, I, I don't really know if I, you know, have a horse in the race on this one. So Tyler, this is people who are like, they're in the fan club. They're like, we are yeah. diehard fans. And they're saying, <clears throat> hey, listen, that's cool. You want to wear this shirt. Can you name 10 songs? They're, these are the fans and fans do get kind of gatekeeper about this stuff in a way mm-hmm. that I don't really like, mm-hmm. you know, they, they can be like, I wouldn't want somebody accosting like your daughter being like, name 10 Rolling Stone songs. Right. I, I didn't think, I didn't think so. Like it would have to be a 65 year old yeah, man yes. to be the yes. original yes. Yes. Rolling Stones fan. <laughs> yes. Walking up to the younger generation. You don't know. That. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. Like we and lost one of the Rolling Stones odd. last week, you know, like RIP, but he, but there's not a lot of people who know like, being a modern Stones fan is a little bit more of a novelty or a niche now than it would have been in the 70s mm. and 80s. There were some other there were some other things about this. Some of them were kind of interesting. Uh, according to this, heavy metal fans have the biggest t-shirt collections. On average, they have 17 band tees if you're a heavy metal fan, which I can believe that. I feel like when you see a heavy, you know a heavy metal fan when you see them. Tyler, I think I heard they have an average on... I think they have an average of 17 band tees and one van with the band logo airbrushed on the side with a unicorn <laughs> under a rainbow, too. Like, I'm pretty sure that... Or a wizard. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure... I think the average heavy metal f- fan has 17 band tees and one airbrushed wizard van. So, you know, that's that's where the breakdown happens. Also, and this is what... This, this is interesting because this is what makes me think that these are the real fans. The... It was punk fans who spent the most money on their collection. They said their total haul, on average, the amount of money that they spent overall on their t-shirt collection, $597. So these guys are really... So these are... These are serious man. fans, you know. These are just, they're picking these up at the Target, like the Target T-shirt no. bin. These are they're, they're going probably online, like getting the authentic, like the original tour T-shirt or whatever. So these are the gatekeepers, the elite band T-shirt. I would definitely think the people opinions. buying vinyl would also be, you know, the people probably. who are gonna, yeah, get spend the, the money, the premium, spend the money on 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 band merch as well. Because they want to align with that scene. You know? uh, yeah, yeah. I, this is different. I, the, now I'll be honest. I don't know one black person that's that big of a fan that's like, you can't wear that shirt because you don't know 10 songs. Like, So I feel well, like you, this you, is... You wouldn't Derek, care. Do you feel your you? fan base? This yeah. is why I wanted you to be part of this conversation because you're, you're a record label owner. You're an artist yourself. Obviously, merch is a major uh-huh. part of the revenue mix for artists performing. Like... Do you guys, do you see your fans or artists that you work with, their fans, like, like snatching up the merch the way that like he's saying the punk fans and the rock fans do is hip hop, like a merch driven Mm -hmm. genre? Not, not, I don't think uh, this is my opinion. Um, I think Christians don't buy merch to support the artists. They buy merch to support the message. Hmm. So, so your so your merch like has your to message. be like Jesus is King, and then Derek Minor's tiny. Yeah, it's not uh, a big like, Derek Minor and face. I, and I'll be honest, I've never been the the big, I've never been a huge merch person. But mm-hmm. what I've noticed the the people that 
are that do make great money selling merch, most of their biggest shirts are the ugliest things you'll ever see with a very strong <laughs> message. Wow. Like, yeah, I mean, so this, this I, social club hat that I'm wearing right now says, I'm so happy. It doesn't even say social club misfits on it. But yeah, it's social club merch. They're a little, I think di- it's when they're they're songs. a little different. They're a little different. You know, I think they're fans, but I'm by and large, like par for the course, you know, and I guess because like I don't really, want a Bible verse on it or something. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I mean, I guess I don't really care like that anymore. But yeah, like really the whole strategy at a lot of these like big Christian events or whatever is to make something that's just message forward. They don't care about does it look cool or anything. It's like, let's make it as cheap as possible with the most blunt message that we can find and they'll buy it. And it works like a charm. You know, yeah. you know, because parents will be like, well, you know, I'm not going to buy you this band shirt that has a person's picture on it. But if this shirt says Jesus is the greatest and we love God, I'll buy you that shirt. So mm. like that's kind of it's it's a little different. I mean, I guess it's not different because they're, you know, obviously or honestly, it seems like a lot of Christians are more fans of they're not fans of you. They're fans of your content your message about who yeah. they're really a fan yeah. of they're That's really a fan of jesus you see what i'm saying like they're a fan of yeah. jesus mm-hmm. they're not really a fan of you right so mm-hmm. it's like they're a fan that's why like you know if you try to do like a love song or something they crucify you because it's like we're fans of jesus we want you to tell us more about who we're really fans about. That's why guys are like, what? I just made a song about Jesus. Or I made a song right. about my wife. Like, why is it a problem? You know, that's right. the issue because they're not fans of you. They're fans of Jesus. This is a little different because it's not really merch. But what about, right. you like Native Supply stuff? Yeah, so mm-hmm. I, that's why I said KB. But if you know that, look at KB's merch. KB figured out a way to make cool merch yeah. that's very message forward, though. Okay, you so I'm like, saying? I buy all this like stuff for my kids. Right, people aren't buying KB. That, so most people weren't buying KB stuff necessarily. The be, Being cool is what's made him what mm-hmm. he is, like beyond just... Kevin, but uh-huh. he's, he's, a label. Found a, yeah. he's found a great way of how to make merch that is message forward and and great because he cares about the I quality. I love his stuff. Yeah. He solved the issue of, yeah. well, a lot of people will say we don't care about the actual quality. We just care yeah. about, you know, we just care so about So they'll put it on the like message. a $6 t-shirt. And yeah, then, they'll yeah, put it on yeah. a t-shirt. You watch that joint and, it's, and it's, it's, gross, it's, a baby, yeah. uh, it's a baby shirt when you're done yeah. with it. So, <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. he, he said, I'm going to up the quality, yeah. right? And still give you the message that you like. So he started a fashion label for sure. HGA is dope. So absolutely. Um, um, stuff, all right. Yeah. Well, we got to keep the show moving. Thanks Tyler for that, that news. Uh, it, hey, Jesse, do you remember back when relevant was, uh, doing the Christian music circuit, Christian festival circuit, uh, I do. The, one of the t-shirts that we sold, it just said Christian t-shirt. That's no, all that was, was Christian that t-shirt. One, that I sold remember, out everywhere we went. I remember when we ran out of them for the summer, like, cause we had a ton of t-shirts. It was the same way. Like the, some of them were just like dope designs, right? They were, they were more fashion than sort of like festival souvenir. But I, remember, right. I still remember today, it was Reese Roper from the band. He now is in, I, he was the founder of Five Iron Frenzy, but at the time he was playing like a side band, Roper or whatever. But anyway, he came up to the booth. I was like, Hey bro, if you promise to wear this on stage, I'll give you like three of them for free. And he wore, one as soon as that set ended there was a rush of kids over our booth and we sold out every one of those t-shirts that just said christian t-shirt and i don't know how many of them understood it was ironic yeah my favorite t-shirt that we did was up and coming televangelist yeah. and <laughs> just ironic up and coming televangelist i thought it was hilarious and i remember I, I was wearing that at like a men's event at my church one time and a guy came to me he said man during service i saw you across the room and the lord just like just spoke to me. Just, I was so ministered by your fervor and your commitment to become a televangelist. I was like, dude, oh, this yeah. is ironic, man. I'm sorry, buddy. I felt really bad. I stopped wearing it after that. But there <laughs> was the, the other one. Legalism rules. I remember that one was, uh, you know, a popular yeah, legalism rules. <laughs> sure. No, yeah. Yeah, we had that one. Yeah. 
That's <laughs> 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 an exclamation point. We're all excited. Yeah. Those are rules. Anyway, yeah. all right. We got to go. We got to keep the show moving. Thanks, Tyler. There's so much more that we're covering. Follow Relevant on all the socials. Uh, Twitter, Facebook. We're posting all the time. Just stay away from our Instagram because it's it's a cesspool it's after midnight. So, <laughs> all right. Thanks, Tyler. Bye, everybody. All right. Stay tuned. Up next, Jenny Yang joins us. The devil made a hell. Dropped out of school, but I'm the one that yelled. Made the best tracks, it still went off the rail. Had go down, down, down. This a new town, town, town. This a new 10, 10, 10. I'm going in, in, in. Here I go on a new trip. Here I go, I get too lit. Here I go, I get too rich. Here I go with a new chick. And I know what the truth is. Still playing out the two kids. It's a lot to digest. When your life always moving, architecture digest. But I need a home You're listening to Kanye West. The song is Hurricane. Well, today's show is also brought to you by the new book, Bury Your Ordinary. Jesus made big promises to those who follow him. Perfect peace, abiding joy, and supernatural power. But those experiences often feel disconnected from our everyday lives. How do you bridge the gap between the life God promises and the life you're living? Pastor Justin Kendrick believes it starts with turning your expectations upside down. His brand new book, Bury Your Ordinary, is a field manual to an entirely different way of life in which you dig a deep hole, put the ordinary you inside it, cover it with dirt, and walk away as a new person, the real you. Through intentional changes to your habits, you will discover a deeper love for God and a deeper understanding of yourself. Bury Your Ordinary is available now from David C. Cook at buryyourordinary.com or wherever you get your books. That's buryyourordinary.com. Go ahead, check out this book and order it today. You'll be so glad you did. Well, our guest today is Jenny Yang, the Senior Vice President of Advocacy and Policy at World Relief. She oversees all advocacy initiatives and policy positions for the organization and represents the organization's advocacy priorities to the U.S. government by leading mobilization efforts for churches on advocacy campaigns. She's worked for over a decade in refugee protection, immigration policy, and human rights, and was on an active deployment roster for the United Nations High Commissioner for Refugees. Jenny spoke with our very own Tyler Huckabee about the crisis in Afghanistan, including what's next for the nation and how the church can respond. It's also important to keep in mind that this podcast or this conversation took place last Friday. So the situation obviously shifted dramatically after it happened. Here is our conversation with World Beliefs' Jenny Yang. front lines of really facilitating a lot of advocacy and and policy work with administration to make sure that we are evacuating the people who we believe um, whose lives are in danger. And so we don't have operations directly on the ground in Afghanistan, but we've obviously been working with um, churches and communities there who have been in contact with us about having some kind of evacuation effort. Uh, on the state side, we've been coordinating with the Department of State to welcome Afghans that are arriving into the United States. World Belief works in 17 communities across the U.S. And we have offices in Seattle and Sacramento, California, that are probably one of the the two major cities that are receiving the most number of Afghan arrivals to the United States. And in these communities, we are partnering with local churches to house um, the, the Afghan evacuees as they're arriving to provide meals and clothing and basic supplies as they enter into their new homes. And really just to befriend many of these Afghan individuals and families that are arriving because many of them are going to need assistance transitioning to school, registering their kids for school, um, and just having community as they're navigating this a very challenging next um, few months upon their arrival. So there's an ongoing need for many people to, to be involved. And so folks can go on our website and either donate to World Belief or to uh, volunteer with us, because I think in the next few months, this is going to be uh, an area in which we're going to need continued partnership with with churches all across the country. I'm wondering if this is something that I feel like I've seen this and, and I'm wondering if this has been your perception as well, that over the last maybe five, maybe longer than that, maybe 10 years, the sort of work that you all do at World Relief has become a little bit politicized and maybe more controversial than it was when I was younger. And I'm wondering if that's something that you've experienced or perceived and if you have any thoughts about why that might be. 
Well, I think whenever you're talking about humanitarian protection and humanitarian assistance, you have to look at the broader picture and you really are, are trying to address root causes of what causes poverty, what causes injustice. And oftentimes when you look at the root causes, it's it's systemic in nature. And so, yes, I think we as, as Flowers of Jesus do have a responsibility to be political. And by political, I don't mean to be partisan, which is blind allegiance to one political party believing they have all the answers, but Political means basically um, engaging the polis or the common community in which we all live in to basically use our voice and our influence to speak up to those in positions of power to make a difference. If, if people say that, you know, the issue of refugees and migration is politicized, I would say that I think, yes, we have to engage in, in political conversations for us to be able to best serve the people that we care about. And so when the president is making policies or having positions or using a certain narrative that we believe is harmful to the image of God, of people who are particularly vulnerable, we will call him out on that or call her out on that. And so I think for us to be political is really to be engaged in broader conversations around the common good. And we, again, have an opportunity and a responsibility to ensure that our values are reflected in public policy considerations. And when we don't speak up, it creates a vacuum in which people who don't adhere to our values are shaping decisions that impact all of us. And so we have a place in the public square. We have a responsibility in the public square. And I think especially when policies impact those whom are called to serve, uh, we have a responsibility to be political. So what are some of the ways that uh, people who are listening to this who are either active in their churches or in their own faith communities, what does it tangibly look like for them to get involved in the work that you're doing here? Yeah, well, I would say a couple things. The first is just to please pray because we know that underlying a lot of evil in the world are spiritual forces and, and our efforts are in vain if we don't undergird everything we do with prayer. Prayer can move mountains and it can topple regimes and change hardened hearts. And so I think, uh, please, if you or your church hasn't prayed for what's happening in Haiti or Afghanistan or other places of the world, um, please do continue to pray either individually or, or corporately um, for what's happening there. The second thing I would say is we've been having a lot of churches uh, reach out to us about giving. And so uh, I know that many churches are looking to give to organizations that are working directly to help Afghans. And so uh, we always welcome um, donations and people just contributing to the work that we're doing because we do have funding gaps in our response to helping the Afghans that are arriving to the U.S. And so ensuring that we can meet the needs of the Afghans in partnership with local churches is going to be critical. And the last thing I would say is just to volunteer with our local offices. We have 17 U.S. offices in various communities in the U.S., and each of them is looking for volunteers to help with housing and and um, just picking up at the airport and with meals and just friendships with these uh, newly arriving Afghans and other refugees whom are resettling as well. So we are intent on creating good neighbor teams, and this is a team that you or your friends can band together with. And basically we give you a checklist and basically it's, it's the group's job to provide all those uh, specific resources for the families that are coming in. And so anyone can sign up to do that, but all of these ways to pray, to give uh, and to volunteer are critical. And I would also say that just lastly, this is a critical issue in which the president needs to hear from everyday Americans about why you care about this. And so we need to keep up the political pressure to make sure that not only do we evacuate every single U.S. citizen, green card holder and vulnerable Afghan that's left behind, but that we can express to him that we want to welcome them here, that we live in communities and churches that are willing to support them as they arrive. And that getting that message out in front is going to be critically important because I think as this moment passes and as months go by, people may feel like, well, we shouldn't be welcoming these individuals and having that uh, moral framework uh, to continue to speak up for Afghan brothers and sisters is going to be really important.
as you have heard from Afghan people on the ground there who are trying to get out, what would you say are some of the chief concerns about how life is going to change for people in this country with the Taliban takeover? Yeah, that's a great question. I will say that I think there's a lot of fear and desperation in in the voices and the messages I've heard from vulnerable people within Afghanistan. And 20 years ago, when the Taliban ruled, they did not allow women and girls to go to school. And in fact, this year on May 8th of 2021, there was a bombing of a girls' school in Kabul. And the Hazaras are a religious minority within Afghanistan. And uh, my friend Knox Thames actually said this, where he said that for the Hazara and their youth, the stakes surrounding the youth withdrawal are existential, which means that this is not just about them experiencing harm. Their very existence is being threatened because of the role of the Taliban. And so for many of these individuals, whether they're ethnic um, or religious minorities or or even women and girls who are prohibited from going to school, uh, these are the individuals that we have great concerns about when the Taliban actually fully take over. Um, I would also say that there is many Christians that are in Afghanistan. Uh, we actually have been talking with one pastor who in the beginning after the Taliban took over Kabul was thinking he would stay, but towards the end of uh, the first week that they took over, he reached out to us saying he does not feel safe. He's gotten threats from the Taliban. And so we have been in daily communication with him to help him figure out what he should do. And so with the messages that we're getting every day, it is absolutely critical that we understand the the dangers and the fears that many of the Afghan people themselves face. I will say this. I think that our response to this crisis is going to define our generation. Not only do we have a moral imperative to do as much as we can to evacuate those who are vulnerable, but as they come into our communities, we have a responsibility to show up and welcome them into our communities, to speak up to our elected officials, to make sure that they understand that we want to be welcoming as well, and to really work within our church communities to show them, show Afghans the love of, of Christ to them. I think many Afghans who are coming maybe have never have met a, a Christian before, and many of them maybe have never seen a church building before. And as they enter into the United States, this is an incredible opportunity to be the hands and feet of Jesus. That was Jenny Yang. You can find more of that conversation with Jenny on relevantmagazine.com as well as ways you can help and get involved. All right, stay tuned. Up next, we're playing Epic Battle Back to School Edition, Part 2, Electric Boogaloo. You're not done. You just broke This week on Relevant Recommends, we're talking about Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Marvel's first attempt to bring Kung Fu to its superhero movies also includes some important messages about families, and you can read all about it over at relevantmagazine.com. listening to men i trust the song is o dove literally those are just those are the men i trust that's it nobody else sorry guys well today's episode is brought to you by podcast creation platform anchor if you haven't heard about anchor yet it's the easiest way to make a podcast first of all it's free there are custom tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and every major platform The cool thing is you can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Okay, it is time for the triumphant return, part two of... Epic Battle. I would buy a t-shirt that said Epic Battle (laughs) with that font. As long as it has lightning on it. Yeah. It has to of course have lightning. it would. Of it course has, it has to. lightning. And again, that's the kind that you would see someone who owns an airbrush wizard van 
uh, definitely rock. <laughs> yes. You know, epic battle. You know. All right. So if you didn't hear last week's show, we brought you an epic battle, but it was an in-house epic battle. Derek and Jamie weren't part of it, so we wanted to continue it with the full cast. And so it's a back to campus edition. Now they're not all back to campus scenarios, but there's just a little peppering of back to campus on this epic battle uh, edition. So uh, let's see, let's do the teams. Tyler's back. He's joining us. Uh, welcome back, Tyler. Hey. All right. So the teams are going to be Jamie and Jesse. Be thinking of your team name versus Tyler and Derek, the two comic book nerds. Be thinking Uh-oh. of your team name, Jesse and Jamie. Ooh. What's your team name? I mean, I kind of feel like, are we the Airbrush Wizard Vans, Jamie? Or, uh, I think so. <laughs> Airbrush <laughs> Wizard Vans? That's right. That's right. A van. Airbrush with, Wizard Vans. A van, okay. a large old van with an Airbrush Air Wizard br- on the side of it with someone who owns okay. a lot of heavy metal teeth and occasionally is forced to sleep in the back of it. And, and because it's a van, they can go to the front lines of hurricanes and do accurate reporting. So that's, that's a mobile studio. Are you all of it? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Uh, versus uh, Tyler and, and Derek, what's your team name? Derek, I don't know you, but I'm kind of thinking we name ourselves after your favorite band, Joy Division. <laughs> I think I you should think. name it after a, a Joy Division song. True. Which one's your favorite? Yeah, I was going to say, oh, yeah, Joy Division song. Derek, yeah. we'll go ahead and name the one. Favorite Joy Division yeah. song. Yeah. Well, that, that's the name. The favorite, our, we're, we're the favorite Joy Division songs. <laughs> yeah, the favorite Joy Division songs. Okay. All right. So that's good. So uh, the, the premise of, of Epic Battle is, you know, the internet is full of arguing. You know, Thor is better than Hawkeye and stuff like that. And then, you know, we just thought we would have why, a Why the voice to... got to be like that, though? <laughs> there are no white people in the Bible. <laughs> no. <laughs> There are white people in the Bible. No, there's not white people in the Bible. So we figured we would bring those internet arguments onto the show and just settle it once and for all. That's epic battle. So here you go. I'm going to give you guys two opposing things and then a scenario that they will be engaging. You will tell me debate style who who wins and we will determine Clark and I will determine the winner based on your arguments. All right. So up first. The Airbrush Wizard Vans, you are going to be doing the Arizona State University mascot, Sparky the Sun Devil. And favorite Joy Division songs, you guys will have the Ohio State University Brutus the Buckeye. Okay, the two mascots. This is a mascot battle between the Sun Devil and the Buckeye. And uh, what we want to know is who would win the student body election and why? Between those two mascots, who would win the student body election at college? Between so Sparky we got the, you said we got Sparky or, or Brutus. No, you got Brutus, Brutus the Buckeye. You guys Brutus. are Brutus bro, the Buckeye I, from Ohio I know, State. Bro, I'm from Michigan, bro. Like, how is you? <laughs> you yeah, hey, man, Ohio State. I don't Adam. write. I don't write the rules or the game. I just read it out. You can you can thank your teammate for this one. All right. So up first, Airbrush Wizard Bands. Tell me why Sparky the Sun Devil would win in the student body presidential election. Jamie, you got a take here? Yeah, I want, I want to hear yours, Jesse. <laughs> I mean, listen, I think it's just pretty obvious. I mean, this one doesn't even seem hard. If you're going to go to a party um, and you find out that the party's host is really into the sun and it's kind of a devil, that party's going to be a good time. It might not be the most wholesome party, but if I'm a college student looking to mix it up, a sun devil, is, what, what's, what is Brutus? What is he like? Who's supposed to represent? He's a he's a buckeye. buckeye. He's a buckeye. What, what mm, it, that's he's a, he's a nut with a body. <laughs> that, that sounds sounds, sounds like a real gas. <laughs> sounds like a just he's just a just a rager. One day I'll look back on this and they'll make you know I'll look back on what a wild time they'll make a frat. Seth Rogen will make a frat movie about that one night I hung out with a buckeye. Come on now, <laughs> it's Sun Devils all the way. This one, this is low hanging fruit here. All right, uh, favorite Joy Division songs. What's your rebuttal? Why? would Ohio State University's Brutus the Buckeye be, win the student body presidential election? First of all, his name is Brutus. You can't tell me Brutus ain't a cool name like somebody <laughs> you want to kick it with, bro. Like, you know Brutus got a whole kick. You know what I'm saying? Brutus definitely got a whole kick. He probably go cow tipping and probably do some crazy stuff. So, like, I'm trying to party with somebody named Brutus. But then at the same time, you gotta ask yourself, do you really want to party with the devil? 
Like, you mm. know what I'm saying? Like, mm. like I mean, it is the mm. devil. Yeah. Like, yeah. you're going to be that's the one that's going to take the L at the end of the day, for mm. sure. I don't care if it's a sun I'll devil, say this, moon devil. You will devil. have a, a wild story to tell. Not like hanging out. You won't. Yeah. You won't get to tell it because you will be in hell. <laughs> you will be in hell. You can't tell no part. But nobody gonna party in hell. You know what I'm saying? Like this is not. It's not a game. He's setting you up. Like he's. You know the the sun devil is actually the op because he gonna be like, yo, come party with me. You can have everything mm. that you want. But then guess mm. what? At the end, at the end, you it's just trick. Get you're going nothing. to hell. It's a treat. Mm, that's you know good. What I'm so, Brutus right. is a frat boy with the striped mm. shirt that you get to kick mm-hmm. it with. You're yeah, gonna, you're get, you, yeah. You get some beer. Those stories always end well. Those stories, <laughs> hanging out with those types, always ends well. Good point. Two right. Right. Can we get Airbrush, one rebuttal, Cameron? Yeah, Airbrush Wizard Vans. What's your rebuttal? This is your final I rebuttal. Think, I think for me, like if I'm thinking about like who I want to hang out with in college, Brutus has a really large head. And to me, that feels like it would be just a, like a downer okay. for all the car yeah. rides, all the mm. partying. Like you got to always mm. accommodate his his big head coming around. And so that's another thing. And then Sparky's got that. He's got that pitchfork. And I'm just telling you, can you imagine more fun than what you could do with the, with this pitchfork? Like you just fight off all the bad guys. Like I'm I'm here for this. I, I, I have I one more rebuttal. Too. Party. I got, I got one. Fight. I got one more rebuttal. <laughs> I got one. This is a stu- this is a student <laughs> council student election. election. Jamie, what kind yeah, of student? No, listen, no, I like Jamie's point. You guys have been talking about partying the whole time. Who you want to party with? I mean, that's that's who wins college. That's it's a who wins college contest. I think that's yeah. where they're going. Do, do you want the president of your class to be the devil? Hey, listen, listen. All I know right. is this: is if this is a student body election and this takes place in Arizona. I can guarantee you at the very least it will be an accurate election. I can't say that for Ohio. I know that they will they will drag they will drag out a recount for I will get the cyber ninjas all up in here for months and months and months to ensure that we win this election. So you know, you guys can you know, I don't I don't I don't know if I trust Ohio, but I know here in Arizona how we do things is even if we lose, we'll find a way. We'll find a way. All right. Uh, favorite Joy Division song. What, what's your final rebuttal? And then we'll choose the winner. Yeah. Okay. So really fast here. I'm just going to, first of all, shout out OH, uh, Lover But Love, Ohio State. You know, the, we're, we're, we're pulling for you. Second, I'm just, you know, I'm not a big sports guy. So I'm looking at these pictures of Sparky the Sun Devil. And this man has a tiny little mustache and he has that tiny little goatee. <laughs> This this thing, this devil, the the devil, mm-hmm. uh, is has mm-hmm. has the facial hair of somebody. When you see this person, you're like preemptive arrest. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I don't know what he did, but this man needs to be in jail. It, mm-hmm. Like jail, jail, like capital jail. Like you need to go away before you either you're a danger to yourself and others. That's just what you think when you mm-hmm. see a guy with this. And we haven't even gotten to the horns yet. Jamie brought the pitchfork. I'm not sure that's a point in his favor i feel like if anything i don't want my student body president to be armed with a like walking Mm. around campus with a spear so i you know that's all on top of him being the devil so yeah brutus can't totally tell what he is every voting machine here for bamboo (laughs) clark who who convinced you the most who wins is it airbrush wizard vans or favorite joy division song man i'm gonna have to say i mean my gut's telling me that brutus is is for the people um, that's right. So, hey, that's that's right. Right. No, no, no. I'm sorry. That's your favorite Joy Division song. Hey, plus, guess what, Clark? We'll still find a way. We'll still find a way. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Moving, moving it along. Okay. Airbrush Wizard Vans for this round, you have college dropout era Kanye West. Okay. Favorite Joy Division song, you have Donda era Kanye West. And the competition between the two Kanye West eras is the Milk Crate Challenge. Who would do better at the Milk Crate Challenge? Donda era Kanye or college dropout era Kanye? Um, Up first, uh, favorite Joy Division song. You're up first. Want me to run with this one first, Derek? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you got this. Yeah, I do got this. And I'll tell you you why I got this. So, so Donda era Kanye. 
Uh, he has been he has been doing a lot of he's been this man has been living in athletics and in, in giant and like like train he's been training obviously going up and down mm. lots of stairs all day every day he has been Fact. staging very elaborate sort of performance he's hoisted himself up to heaven as far as I can tell he is probably in mm-hmm. his peak physical condition of his life mm. right now given all of this this uh mm. the excess art that he is doing in addition to the album itself he he is probably he, I think this era of Kanye West could kick any previous era of Kanye West butts in like a boxing match or something mm. so he could certainly handled mm, wow. the, the mm. crate challenge better than he could have as a young man when he was more focused on the music itself all right airbrush mm. wizard vans why was the why would the college dropout era Kanye West do better at the milk crate challenge well th- this one's I've watched a tremendous amount of milk crate milk crate challenges and documented yeah. the the uh, virtues of different techniques and what I've noticed mm-hmm. is it is more uh, is more an activity of speed the people who go to go try to run up that thing and get back down those are the people who are making it the people who take their time guess what happens every time they get mm. to that top one and they start the, the death wobble starts and the next thing you know <laughs> they, they fall directly on their spine okay right right like Donna Aracondes Kanye West just released a two hour album okay he's taking his time he's letting things breathe that doesn't work on that doesn't translate to Milk Crate okay it's a game of speed uh, and a confidence and if there's mm-hmm. one thing that college dropout era Kanye knew it was how to get in and out yeah. of a song and how to do it with confidence you just boop, boop, up and down the milk crate. Moved on. Yep. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Donna era. Donna era, man, I don't care if he's got a bulletproof vest on his side. He's still up on that top of the milk crate, just swaying back and forth, waiting for a <laughs> catastrophic shoulder dislocation. That's all yeah. I'm saying. You, you literally, like, I literally look at these pairings and think, I have no idea how they'll come up with an angle on this one. And Jesse, every time you come up with an angle that I did not see coming. All right. That's good. I have a worthless All gift. Right. <laughs> Favorite Joy Division song. Why, Derek, why rebuttal the Donda era Kanye would be better at the Mill Crate Challenge? You want to talk about confidence? You want to talk <laughs> about true. confidence? That's right. That's true. That's Are right. we really going to talk about the confidence of a man that's going that built a rebuilt a house in the middle of Chicago and brought two of the biggest most canceled people and sat right between them and has been doing he's been touring the country with an album that's not even out Mm-hmm. Like he is touring the, He's in arenas And he's just mm-hmm. standing there He's not saying nothing He's not talking to nobody He's just standing there You want to talk about confidence That's some real confidence On yeah. top of that Do you really want to test the resolve Of a man that set himself on fire To get something done This man mm-hmm. set himself on fire At the mm-hmm. end of a concert That's some confidence And Too it's a resolve Oh, and if you want to talk about an album, you got literally test a man that is just like the other Kanye from College Dropout. He was meticulous about records. He's like, yo, everything has to be in a perfect place. This man, Kanye, just gave you 27 demos, a two hour and a half long demo tape. Uh huh. For the whole world to hear mm-hmm. You want to test the resolve of that man I'm not testing the resolve of that man I think he gets over those crates And and It may take him two and, and a half hours But he's going to get over And he's just going like this the whole time Donda, 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 Donda Cameron, I have a rebuttal Final rebuttal Final rebuttal is I think we need to remember what the question here The question is not can a man set himself on fire The question is not can a man tour without an album out the question right. is, can Kanye West at 44 years old get over the yeah. challenge or can Kanye at 27? He's 42. I think he's 42. I think you gave him a couple years. I just looked at Wikipedia. Oh, he's 44. Okay. okay. Then, I'm wrong. Okay. Sorry. 42, 44. You know, I'm 43. Yeah. It feels the same so as you're going. Year. You're playing the youth and agility versus oh, age saying, and wisdom angle. When I was 27, yeah. you know what worked better on my body? My knees, my balance, yeah, my back, mm-hmm. everything. Now, 44, I don't care if you're setting yourself on fire. You got to be able to work your body mm. to get over this challenge. And so I think it's not a matter of how good of an artist you are this is an age mm. thing and, and listen okay. I'm not, and, 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 I, sort of and I'm not, I think that's a I, I, that is a fantastic a point and, and, I, and I've well listen I've never done formal gymnastics um, but last time mm-hmm. I checked it's probably not advisable to have a full ski mask that covers your, both your eyes and your mouth and your nose while attempting a feat of agility I'm just saying <laughs> I don't care how bedazzled 
rules it is. So you're saying, you're saying if he's doing the milk crate challenge, he's in his in his ski this, mask. Yeah. This is this is he a, this hasn't is taken a wash. It off in like six months. <laughs> this is a wash that this man was wearing. This man was wearing polo polo shirts and and uh, sunglasses yeah, with right. lines mm-hmm. through them. So the Thank the you. vision and 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 athletic mm. wear, we oh, just wow. gonna throw that out the window, bro. Well, yeah. He's in bro had on some sunglasses with lines going through them. Couldn't nobody see through things. Looking stupid walking down the street. Hey, so hey, we're not even going to talk about that. But what we are going to say is, let's look at LeBron James. LeBron James is mm-hmm. the, one of the top five here basketball go. players in the Just league. Just like his one. Let me remind you. He was. In basketball years, he might as well be your grandfather. So if we're talking mm-hmm. about agility, uh-huh. you could... The thing with the crate challenge is when you watch them, like a lot of these young dudes, they like real, real, like, all right, I got this, whatever. But when you get older, right. you're more hubris. focused. You know, Let's just make sure we're not comparing exactly. Kanye and LeBron, though. Let's Thank just you. get that out in the air, too. I'm just saying, did you see him lifting weights on the live stream of him? Like, bro LeBron? has been training. No, I'm talking about Kanye West. And at the same time, he can hire people like LeBron, people like Steph Curry, people like Serena Williams. <laughs> the other Kanye was broke. He was working, right, at, the he was working at the gap. Yeah. This Kanye can hire this Kanye can hire the best That's this Kanye right. can hire the best trainers in the world. Right. College dropout Kanye. Probably a little exactly. more stable crates. Mm-hmm. Yeah, J- interesting. J- Jamie, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this real quick. Who would you rather fight? Okay, hold on, hold on, <laughs> hold on. I'm gonna say this. Would you this. rather fight a man with a bulletproof vest on or a man exactly. with some weird polo shirts on and some exactly. jacked up glasses? You gonna fight the polo is, shirts, man? Now listen. Real I, question is who who would win in a student student body election contest like Donda or, well, Con, or college dropout? I give that I would I give that <laughs> well, one to drop out Kanye, but we're not talking yeah. about that because, because oh, okay. most right, people, right. I I will say this I you know I've seen it, you know through the the couple years of doing this podcast with Derek him you know we've had very passionate conversations on many topics. I have learned from one of our one of our hangout sessions in Wyoming that if LeBron James enters the conversation, just back out because Derek is not going to lose. He's not going to lose. It is this is a rare time where I can see where I can see if LeBron James comes up in any context, Derek's going to win this thing. <laughs> All right, Clark, who won? Who won the argument? Is it Airbrush Wizard Vans for College Dropout era, or is it favorite Joy Division song for Donda era Kanye in the Milk Crate Challenge? Man, I, I I sort of feel like Donda Kanye has a little bit less to lose than College Dropout Kanye, so I'm going with Donda Kanye. Oh, oh wow, Dear Donda. Yeah. You know what he has left to lose? Saying. An orthopedic just, appointment afterwards. Yeah, exactly. Hey, but he's already, he's already made all his records, though, full, so he's good, right? Full movement of his legs. You're right. He's, <laughs> yeah. That's what he has to lose. Derek, you carried us there. We, we'll tap it. We'll tap out right there. We'll, we'll just keep this epic battle thing going in future weeks. But uh, we'll tap out there. And I had to come back with a blast, baby. It was two oh, two oh. I had to come back. Swept. I had to come back with a blast, baby. Donda. Many thanks to Jenny Yang for joining us today. Make sure to check out uh, relevantmagazine.com for more information on how to help Afghan refugees. Well, before we wrap up, I'm going to mention a couple things. Uh, starting Tuesday, don't forget, the day after Labor Day, we will be back to two shows a week. We've got a lot of great uh, content in store, some amazing guests in the pipeline. And, you know, why not just double the pleasure, double the fun, double mint, double mint, two episodes a week. Uh, so ch- make sure to uh, tune in every Tuesday and Friday from now on. All right. And also, don't forget, uh, check out the Relevant homepage where you can sign in for our daily newsletter, bringing you the top five trending stories that are relevant every morning. And uh, also head over to the face section and check out Deeper Walk, our daily devotional, devotional presented by Lumo. It is uh, an awesome way to start the day. You can sign up right there to get it in your inbox, or you can just read it there on the site as well. Okay, well, on that note, we will wrap it up. I'm Cameron String. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Jamie Ivey. I'm Derek Miner. And we will see you on Tuesday, everybody. Have a great holiday weekend. Happy Labor Day. Happy end of summer. We'll see you on Tuesday. Don't forget. Thanks for listening to The Relevant Podcast. Check out our features, interviews, and news updates every day at relevantmagazine.com. 
And make sure to follow Relevant on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest. For more great podcasts, browse the shows on the Relevant Podcast Network, which you can find at our site. And while you're there, don't miss the all-new era of Relevant Magazine. A new issue releases every other month at RelevantMagazine.com. You better not misreport this! You better not misreport this! Relevant Podcast Network.